episode contains foul language and deep, meaningful conversations. Kind of. listening to Keep It Weird, the podcast for all things strange, unusual, paranormal, supernatural, creepy, sticky, gross, scary, and everything in between. Each week, we sit down with one of our friends and we talk about something weird. My name is Lauren, and this is my co-host, Ashley. Hello, weirdos. Hello. And this week, it's just the two of us answering your questions in another edition of Ask Ask a Weirdo. Weirdo. I'm eating watermelon. I'm drinking coffee and petting a cat. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, I just started a full-time job. I work from 7.30 a.m. to 4 p.m., Monday through Friday. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I want to die. I'm so hungry. I am so tired. I am so out of it. So this should be a lot of fun. We used to record on a day where she had had, like, a restful morning. Oh, my God. This was all she had going on. And now we had to change our recording day to a day when she has worked 12 million hours. I've been up since 5.30. So I've been up for about 12 hours. 11 and a half hours. I feel great. Everything's fine. I'm sure I can still read. I don't know if I can still read. I have notes, but I don't know if my eyes will... Like adjust to seeing them. They might just like, shut. They might just start shutting. If all of a sudden it's just Lauren talking, just let her talk to herself. It's fine. I just, we'll just a let it go nap. on and on. It'll be fine. So if you hear any slurping, that's that's me eating my watermelon. Perfect. Perfect. We just wanted to get started, you know? We didn't want to wait any longer. Yes. So ask a weirdo. Let me eat my watermelon. Chew that watermelon mm-hmm. first and then tell us about ask a weirdo. Ask a Weirdo. Ask a Weirdo is our advice episode, kind of an advice episode. Basically, we get questions sent in randomly, and sometimes they pertain to that week's episode, and we'll splice them into that episode, and sometimes they don't really fit what we're talking about that week or an episode that we have planned at all. So we compile these questions, and we put them into a single episode where we answer your questions about anything. Anything and everything. So far... The thing is, we say you can ask a question about anything. You can ask a question about the paranormal, the supernatural, the creepy, the sticky, the gross, the weird, Mm -hmm. etc. Or whatever you want. If you want to know more about how we became friends. If you want to know more about uh, Handsome Joe and I's relationship. If you want to know more about where Gabby came from. (laughs) Her daddy was a Maine Coon, I think. Um, Can ask us literally anything. Whatever you want. don't have to be scared. If you're like, my boyfriend has this weird habit of growing out his toenails and he never clips them. What do I do about it? I really hope that is not a thing. Whatever your question may be. We'll talk about it. For sure. We will absolutely talk about it. We'll be thrilled to talk about it. (laughs) 100%. So this is our second edition of this, which Uh is exciting. Yeah. Our first one I thought was really fun. Yeah. And I think this one... Could be fun too. Could be fun. We don't could know. Could be a disaster. I could be asleep. By she the might end be of asleep. It, so. And I don't know anything, so it's just going to be great. I tell you what, my bra right now 
Not in good shape. Why? Because I've been up for 12 and a half hours and I've had my bra on for about 12 of those hours. (laughs) So it's seen some rough times. So it's, you know, it's just soggy-ish. I'm really sorry. It's okay. (laughs) Soggy-ish. I like that that was the description. Soggy-ish bra. We'll get right into it. Um, One thing that I wanted to bring up before we get started, because this is always kind of at the end of the episode, and I understand because I also am a listener of podcasts that sometimes, as soon as they're like, that's all the time we have, you get out of it. One, you shouldn't do that because we always put a really funny button at the end of our episodes, uh, usually recorded during our sound check. Uh But two... A new thing that we're doing, we are recording our This Week in Weirds on, in video form, and we're posting them on YouTube. I know we've mentioned it before, but they are a lot of fun. You should check them out. We would love to keep doing them. We're at least going to do them till the end of the year and see how yeah. it goes, but um, they're a lot of fun. And we bought a light, so just, like, watch them. Yeah, we're we bought putting a light. effort in. Like, we're lighting our faces. We sometimes mm-hmm. And the light was on. super expensive. Yeah, so give us a chance, please. It was six dollars. It was not expensive. Oh, it's okay. But still, still we give us a chance. With your Patreon money. Yay. So So thanks. Thank you. Thanks for that. And you're welcome. Light. First question was sent in by Mike. Oop. Bye, bye Gabby. Gabby. <laughs> See you later. Our first question today was sent in by Mike. He says, Hi, my name is Mike. Hello, Mike. Hi, Mike. I had seen a ghost as a child in a haunted house we once lived in. It was located in southern Illinois in the small town of Dongola. Have you heard of Dongola? I have not. Okay, it might not be. When I read that, I was like, what? I remember it quite well as I experienced true fear. I'm not talking about being scared. I'm talking about genuine fear, blood-curdling, hair standing on, and true fear. I can tell you things that occurred and you would be awestruck. The hair stands up on the back of my neck as I am typing this. I believe the spirits were of evil nature, but no one was ever physically hurt. Actually, I can't watch the movie's Paranormal Activity as this is some of the things that I experienced. My mother would tell some of the experience she had many years after the fact. They were as fearful as mine. I drove quite accidentally by where the house once stood several years ago and still felt the presence of evil there. The house is no longer there, but a different house stands in the same general area. So, my question is, Do you think evil exists in a certain place and is condemned to that place, or do you think that it can follow you throughout life? I was wondering because things have happened here in our house that makes you think something is odd. Nothing that resembled the fear I felt as a child, just odd things. So I answered more so the ghost following you from location to location. Do you have anything on like an evil presence taking over an area? Well, I mean, we've sort of talked about this before. To yeah. me, when I think of an evil presence being somewhere, we've talked about when a negative energy is left yeah. somewhere. If something horrible has happened in a certain location, sometimes the energy rests there and it feels like a dark, evil presence. So to me, if the part of the question where he asks, could an evil thing follow you or is it condemned to one place? I've always been of the belief that it does stay in that one place of wherever mm-hmm. it happened or wherever that energy started. And that if you're continuing to feel evil follow you, that could be something else besides yeah. like a spirit or an energy. I would think you could get into talking about like something demonic or yeah. something. Yeah. Well, something that's why sinister. you know if you if you think of like a a, a prison, an old prison that's like um, 
famously haunted and like people constantly talk about how the energy there is bad and they feel mm. oppressed and scared and blah 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 that is it, there's no demon in the prison basically right. what happened there is all the negative energy of all the horrible things that happened there just didn't dissipate right and that's why you walk in and you feel that horrible feeling right it's not because there's a demon there it's you because, just think of all the murder suicide yeah. sadness yeah some of it can be in your it. head but a lot of it is literally the whole building is full of bad juju totally but following um generally no ghosts do not follow you from location to location that's what i would um, say too Obviously, it's not outside the possibility, as many people have experienced a ghost follow them in different situations. I myself had a ghost follow me from one apartment to the other, and I've told this story several times on the podcast. Um, Other people have claimed that they've had the same entity spirit ghost with them throughout various stages and locations of their life. And some people have even claimed that they've gone to um, a cemetery or a seance of some kind and brought something home with them. But generally, it doesn't happen. When it does, it's usually one of four things. One, relatives. Mm-hmm. So deceased relatives may return to visit the living and are not bound yeah, by location as long as they've moved on, so to speak. So, Or an earthbound relative may attach itself to a person that they have a strong connection or link to. Mm-hmm. So, like, for example, you know, when after my grandpa died when I felt his presence in my apartment here and then again on I think it was the third or fourth anniversary of his death and Mm -hmm. saw him in the apartment without even realizing it was the anniversary of his death so that wouldn't be that a spirit is following me from Illinois to LA it's just that it's a relative Uh, number two sensitives and psychics Um, And this was interesting. I didn't really ever think of this. People who are sensitive to spirits may have encounters in different locations uh, with the same spirit. This is the most likely scenario of what happened to me when I moved from Hollywood to Van Nuys. Mm -hmm. Um, Spirits that follow you from home to home. Spirits are supposedly drawn to people who are sensitive to them, who can see or feel them. Okay. So that could be what happened. It could have attached itself to me because it knew that I was seeing him, feeling him. Right. Knew he was I wonder if we had read the same article, because I had that in my notes, too, when I was reading a little bit about it online, that people who are extra sensitive are prone to seeing the same person in multiple locations just yeah. because, like like you said, they're kind of the spirit or whatever it could be is following them around thinking like, oh, I'm seen by you and yeah. like, accepted by you, so I want to be attached to you. But also, because the person, because they're more sensitive, can maybe like see further and so could be seeing them even like from a different location or something. I don't know. That's true. Yeah, and it, and it could be just simply that the energy that the person that's that is very sensitive to to that kind of thing is giving off is a is a different kind of energy that attracts the spirits, or it could be that that spirit or entity or whatever has some sort of unfinished business, and right. they think this person can help me in some way. That's true. Get me what I want. Number three, haunted objects. Oh, yes. Spirits can be attached to objects. So, like my supposedly haunted blanket, for example. That we're that sitting we talked on about right now. Last week. Um, or maybe a piece of jewelry or a family heirloom. Or a creepy-ass um, doll. Creepy Hope doll. Uh, antique deal- dealers often come across items that people claim are haunted. 
If the spirit in your home is attached to an object and you take that object with you when you move, the spirit comes along yep. too. So Makes then that sense. can follow you. And four, the worst case scenario, you aren't dealing with a ghost. Um, unfortunately, feeling an oppressive or evil presence alongside something following you from one place to the next sounds more so like a demon mm-hmm. than a human ghost. And I think people think of demons and they immediately think of the exorcist. And if you have a demon, you're going to be like puking pea soup and like levitating. And it's going to completely take over your body. But it's it's more likely (laughs) that if you're dealing with a demon, you'll experience things like sleepless nights, depression, quickness to anger, anxiety, bad smells, animals acting strangely. And then in the most extreme cases, objects moving in your home or extreme shifts in behavior and possible demonic possession. Mm -hmm. And we won't go too far into demons because we have an entire episode dedicated to demons and demonic activity. But I will say that even though I'm not a firm believer in God in the biblical sense, I have had two experiences in my life that I can only describe as demonic activity. And it has actually caused like a ton of conflicting feelings in me when it comes to religion, because it's the only possible explanation I have for these things. So I do believe in demonic activity Mm -hmm. uh, or oppressive negative force. If it's not a demon from hell, like some sort of like negative, horrible thing. Yeah. You know, uh, when you think about Amityville. The Amityville Horror, mm-hmm. you know, Ronald DeFeo killing his whole family, saying that he heard voices talking to him. What was happening to him is that he was being, he felt that he was being influenced by a negative force. Mm-hmm. He was waking up in the middle of the night every night. So he was having those sleepless nights. Mm-hmm. He was, because of that, he was starting to get irritable. Right. He started to become quick to anger. Everyone noticed a change in his behavior. The family, obviously the Lutz family had recorded that George Lutz, the family that moved in after the DeFeos, George Lutz also started experiencing sleepless nights, depression, quickness to anger. They smelled bad smells. Their animals acted strangely. Like mm. all of that, whether you think it's a demon or if it's just like there's too much bad juju in this place mm-hmm. and it's affecting people. Yeah. And then I have something. The best thing to do if you feel like you're dealing with a spirit that isn't welcome is to cleanse your house. With sage? Yeah. You don't have to call the police. <laughs> I would not. I don't think they can <laughs> the, do anything for you. Yeah. The tr- traditional at-home cleansing ritual is called smudging. Smudging is when you take a smudge stick, which is nine times out of ten, a bundle of sage, and burn it in pretty much every single square inch of your house, okay. uh, specifically the corners and entryways. And basically how you do this, you can look it up online, but pretty much how you do it is you light a candle, you say a prayer, or if you're not religious, um, you can focus good energy and light the tip of your smudge stick with the candle flame and gently wave the stick in the air until it begins to smolder. You hold the smudge stick over a fireproof container like an ashtray or a ceramic bowl or something so that hot embers don't fall onto your feet or the floor and catch something on fire. (laughs) 
Gently wave your hands to disperse the smoke and smudge all the areas of your house. Generally make your way around your home clockwise is what I've read, but I'm not sure if that matters. I don't know if it's just like a a way to like, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Smudge your entire home, but make sure to spend a bit more time on the corners and don't forget about your garage, basement, closets, etc. And when you're done, you extinguish your smudge stick, usually dabbing it into your ashtray is fine. Or if you have sand or dirt, you can shove it in there. Don't worry if you hate the smell because it's going to dissipate sooner than you think. I personally love the smell of sage, but I do too. It makes me I feel like, like a hippie in a hippie den. So <laughs> it definitely. Um, I mean, I love the smell, but it, I mean, it lingers for longer than I'd like it to. Yeah, I mean, it lingers for if you open the windows, it's going to be gone in in a day. Right. That's very um, true. And honestly, I actually usually don't open the windows, and I can't smell it after twenty four hours. So yeah, it shouldn't. No, I mean, it's not going to be there for a week. Yeah. Smudging may look and feel and sound ridiculous, but it's a practice that's been used for thousands of years, not just with hauntings, but with clearing a space of negative energy or even people um, of negative emotions. So it's not all wackadoodles. Get those negative Nancys (laughs) out of here. So you can also, also I read, you can also just try talking to the ghost. A lot of people have claimed that after they've sat down with whatever they felt was in their home and said, hey, look, I have nothing against you, but you're scaring my kids, or you make me nervous, or you make me sad, and it would be better for everyone if you moved on, that the negative energy went away and the paranormal activity ceased. And it could simply be because you let it go in your own mind, or because something really was actually in your home and didn't know that it was affecting you in the negative way that it was affecting you. Yeah, maybe it's um, a spirit that's like, I'm just hanging out and everyone's fine with it. Yeah. They didn't even know. Well, you know, people are, all human beings are, are energy. Mm-hmm. That's all we are. Yeah. So spirits, if you believe in them, that's all they are too, is just energy. Mm-hmm. So if that energy is negatively charged in any way with like unfinished business or like, you know, had a hard life, tragic life, sad that they're dead, sad that, you know, gets sad when you're sad, whatever, whatever, and that negative energy is affecting you, it might not be that there's, like, a negative energy spirit or demon, like, clawing onto your back. Right. You know it what I mean? Like, holding on, like, <laughs> It could just be, like, a sad ghosty that just Little doesn't ghosty. know that it's making you sad. So talk it out, just like, you know, you would in yeah. a therapy session. Just talk say it, it out loud. And then if none of that works and you feel like you can't live with it, you can call a professional. Almost every single town in America these days has a paranormal investigative group, and a lot of them work for free in the exchange that they can attempt a communication with the spirit and document their success if they have any. So. You got options. You got options. You got a ton of options. Also a fun thing to remember, we touched on it in our Superhumans episode with Kate. Um, Some people think, and this is a little different, but people who think they have a poltergeist that follows them their whole life. Yeah. Why are objects flying around my house in every home that I move to? And then we found a lot of research that points to some people have these superhuman abilities that either emit electricity or they're able to move objects with an part of their mind or whatever it is, they're not realizing that they are the ones causing objects to move in their house. So if you're in a situation where chairs are flying across the room in the three different homes you've lived in throughout your life, you may have something going on in your body too, which is interesting. Um, I just thought that was something to add in, even if you guys already heard us talk about that, because could be you. Yeah. And I think it would be an interesting, you know, study. I mean, I told you about the study. I've talked about it on the podcast before. 
the study of the guy who like sat in front of the camera and then got and like stood up and walked mm-hmm. away. It was like the thermal imaging camera. Mm-hmm. And he sat in front of the camera heat. and left like heat for a second. And then got in front of the camera and had a bunch of negative emotions run through and then got up and walked away and that heat, that energy stayed in that space. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking like if you lived with someone who was suffering from depression or um, had a lot of anger issues, Mm -hmm. their negative energy could potentially affect you in a way that like you would think like, oh, I feel like I have a negative spirit around me but really it's actually the person in the room with you sure you can be so heavily influenced by those energies something that we should bring up too uh something we talked about in our last ask a weirdo when uh, jamie jamie i think it was sent in the question about how they are experiencing paranormal activity in their uh house it could be a wiring problem. Right. You know what i mean especially i mean there are some if you watch and here's the thing like it's hard to take everything that, like, ghost hunters and ghost adventures and stuff like that, like, it's hard to take that in in all seriousness. But that sure. is kind of what paranormal investigators do. They'll come in, they'll use their equipment to test out your home, and a big thing that they do is they test all of your electrical outlets, they test all of those things, they test the EMF to make sure you don't have some crazy high readings, so... That house that you had all those horrible experiences in could be that the wiring was so old and right. so shitty mm-hmm. that it was making you feel crazy. And you have to write off those things first. Like, that's always their advice. Is like, yeah, check all of the logical things that are in your house first. And if we can rule all of those out and there's still something going on, then we'll start to talk about paranormal and yeah. other things that could be going on. But you got to rule out. Why? Yeah, we did that when we uh, investigated the Millennium Biltmore. Is every single time our EMF would go fuse off, box. we would immediately be like, "Okay, what's around us? Fuse box? That was it. Good." And most of, time, it most of the time, it most of the time it was a fuse box, yeah. and it's like, "Okay, so and we the got a few that. times that it wasn't, so we got some really interesting results." But totally. yeah, most of the time it was just a fuse box, right? So. Gotta be a little logical, too. <laughs> the whole thing about uh, demons, actually, we're not gonna, like I said, we're not gonna get too far into it, but it leads us to our next question, sent in by Laura. Do you think the existence of aliens or ghosts would disprove God and religion? Sorry, I had that on a different page. Guys, I'm Ooh. using real paper today. Laura, yeah, we're really excited. <laughs> I mean, it's for a horrible reason. Yeah, it but. is. But yeah, I don't have my computer today and Ash, so I typed up all of my notes and printed them out just like Ashley does. How's so it feel? playing with my paper today. <laughs> Feels nice. I feel Doesn't like a news it? anchor. Yeah. I'm like ready to read my report for today. Yeah. Feels really nice. Um, okay, so now, what question are we doing? We are doing, do you think the existence of aliens or ghosts would disprove God and religion? I say absolutely not. Me too. 100% no. No, uh, in no way. I think if God is all-powerful and created this entire universe, which I believe that he does, that's what's funny is I am a Christian. I mean, even though I hate that label like I am, and I believe in God wholeheartedly, And I also fully believe that aliens could be real, and I think ghosts could be real, and I don't think that that takes away from God at all, because if he is this all-powerful, all-creating man, why couldn't he have created alien life on other planets? There's no passage in the Bible that says that life on Earth is the only life in the universe. Exactly. There's no passage in the Bible that says heaven is up in the sky, Mm -hmm. and not just another plane on Earth. 
But everyone looks to the sky and is like, everyone heaven. Everyone is like, heaven's out there and hell is down here. Right. Because we saw a picture book when we were little. Exactly. And that's the image that's in our head forever. So there's literally zero things in the Bible that disprove aliens or ghosts. Like if we, which we've talked about how ghosts could be several different things, if you want to mm-hmm. believe like different timelines, whatever. But if we're going along the lines of a ghost is a deceased human, uh-huh. they could absolutely still be seen on earth because like you just said, maybe they are in heaven, but we're seeing like an energy that they left behind. Like yeah. we've been talking about. Or, or heaven is not in the clouds. Heaven is another plane on just earth seeing part of it. in the world. And we can sometimes see it. Or if they do supposedly completely vanish and go to this separate place that is heaven or hell, what if the ghosts we are seeing are in limbo? Because limbo is something that's mentioned in the Bible. Like yeah. Maybe the, that's where people are hanging out before it's decided where they go. Yeah. And they're just like, sup, still walking the earth. I'm like, hey. Hey, what's going sup? on? I just don't think, like, you can rely so heavily on the Bible. And also, at the time... That the Bible was written, we didn't have the technology to discover the things that we've discovered today Mm -hmm. and see the objects that we've seen and get the footage that we've seen of unexplainable things in the sky and alien life. I uh, honestly, I think aliens would probably make religion make a lot more sense. They if would. you think about it. Because um, all the people that come down to earth I, well, with I mean, messages. Seriously, <laughs> angels from the sky sending messages to man about their purpose and prophecies of doomsday. That literally sounds like aliens. I've never heard a description sound as much like aliens that as is an angels. <laughs> so, and that doesn't disprove God. I think that, um, and this is sort of like a little rant that I have to go on. I think Christians and people of faith get so tied up in the, oh, God said so. Mm-hmm. And like the Bible says so that they lose the ability to use critical thinking. Yeah. And I've always had so much more respect for Christians who I can propose a theory to. And they would say, wow, I never thought of it that way. And that's right. super interesting than the ones who are like, no, the Bible's the word of God. And the word of God is infallible. And... The, and God wrote it, and it's like... It's such a stupid argument well, the because thing is, it's, it's like, been translated I, like 8 million times. That's the times. thing. It drives me crazy when I bring up the fact that the Bible was written and rewritten and edited, mm-hmm. and it and was changed, sent to kings, and, taken out. and the kings got to like omit things that they didn't and want edit. and add things that yeah. they wanted, and then it got rewritten again, and like the fact that all that happened, and like you can say that to... If you say that to someone and they're like, I know, it's crazy, but, you know, I still believe in the message of God. It's like, cool. But the people there are like, no, God wrote it. I'm right. like, no, he didn't. Man wrote it. Exactly. And it's been First changed of all, and edited. So, no. But I'm not saying that the book isn't holy. I'm not saying that you shouldn't honor your father and mother. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm just saying that maybe God spoke through the Holy Spirit and wrote the Bible, which is not only a history book, but a guidebook on how we should live our lives as Christians. Mm-hmm. And then the book was put into the hands of men. Mm-hmm. Many men. Uh, yeah. And men are imperfect. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't read it. That doesn't mean you shouldn't follow it. That doesn't mean you're stupid. All it is is a discussion that should be had and a discussion that I would like to have with you. But you need people with an open mind in order to have that discussion. Yes. So, some arguments. People say the Bible doesn't mention alien life, so aliens can't exist, and therefore they 
Uh, if they do exist, then God isn't real, but that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard, because the Bible also doesn't mention North America because no one knew about it yet. That, and that's what I was saying, is, <laughs> so, like, these things hadn't been discovered, yeah. like, this wasn't a thing yet, and yeah. we have advanced generation by generation, and we keep finding new things, and why wouldn't Christians who know God created this universe say, oh, this new thing that we discovered, God made that. Yeah. Like, that means that God created... Other alien life, too. I know. Bible, it's all under God. The Bible doesn't mention North America, so that doesn't mean North America doesn't exist. And we the Bible here. didn't mention extrasolar planets, which existed in biblical times, but no one had the tools to see them. Right. Not mentioning something does not mean that that thing doesn't exist. exist. And then I saw this really cool, like, comparison, like, look at the creation story when it comes to God and the Big Bang. You know, science says that an unexplainable spark created an expansion of the universe from a very high density and temperature state and Christians call that God. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, God created the heavens, which is the universe and yeah. earth, which is matter. Uh, the atom is made up of electrons, protons, and neutrons, father, son, and Holy spirit. God created light and began with the organisms in the sea, which eventually walked onto land and eventually stood upright and are humans now. And I think any adult human who thinks that God created the heavens and the earth in literally seven days is an idiot. And I'm not afraid to say so. That is an allegory. It is a story to help you understand. It is not saying that on Monday he created light and on Tuesday he created the ocean right. and on Wednesday. No. <laughs> Ashley Which has is a lot to I say can't. about the I Bible. I just everyone. get so angry. It I makes mean, girl, me so mad. Me, me too. That they're like, evolution is real because of God. And I'm like, God, the Bible literally supports evolution. You're an idiot. You are dumb. Anyways, oh, and then also, tell me Jesus Christ isn't a fucking alien. He absolutely Tell me he's not. Okay, so a... He can walk on water. So, yeah, (laughs) Mary, a virgin, is visited by an angel in the middle of the night, a creature that came down from the sky and quote-unquote whispered in her ear and made her pregnant without sex. And then she had a baby that could walk on water and heal people and turn water into wine. You're telling me that wasn't an abduction and an alien implantation and then an alien baby. That's a good theory. Who is from the stars, come down to teach us the ways of the universe and and how how to treat each other. Yes. And was persecuted. You're telling me that's not a fucking alien? Jesus was an alien. Jesus was an alien. Spread the news, guys. Jesus was an alien. I like that theory a lot. I really do. What's wrong with it? What There's is nothing wrong with it. What I'm saying, it. I'm looking at you Man and telling you stars. I buy into yeah. it. I'm with you. On I just it. can't imagine being a person who has critical has a brain in their head who could hear that and go, no, that's good. You're why I don't understand. Like why someone wouldn't go like, wow. I didn't ever think of that. I never thought of it Thanks that way. Thanks for bringing that to my Thank attention. Thank you for bringing that to my attention. You're a genius. Here's a million dollars. I don't understand why that hasn't happened yet. I know. I wish that would happen for you. I a just... Long answer short. No, it does not disprove. It absolutely does not. And as I'll keep saying, as someone who does believe in God, I think it only makes God cooler in my eyes. Because in my head, I'm like, yeah. God created all these insane creatures, some of which haven't even been discovered yet, some of which live in the ocean and I'm terrified of. But I think it's cool that all these different kinds of creatures and all these different planets exist. And some of those planets have life that could be like us on those planets. And oh. I... 
think it makes God so much cooler to be like, you created so much more than what we just see in front of our eyes right here on our planet. And that makes me enjoy believing so much more. And I think aliens and ghosts and everything in between all exist because God created so much and heaven and limbo and hell. We might be able to see those things when those people are walking on the earth. Sometimes our different planes cross and that's okay. And that doesn't mean that God isn't real. Like, I don't even no. see how logically that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I I just don't see why there can't be one or the other. And that has always bothered me. And I think I even shared this on, like, episode one, like, how to be a weirdo. When we were talking about, like, how we shared our weirdness and what people's reactions were to us. When I would try to tell people at my church that I don't go to anymore a paranormal story or an experience I had or how I was skeptical but still sort of believed in ghosts. I got the dirtiest looks. No one would engage in conversation with me, and I was dismissed over and over again. I just thought, like, I don't understand why we can't even have an open discussion. You don't have to perfectly agree with me that ghosts are real. Everyone has their own beliefs and opinions. But just the immediate dismissal of, like, how can you be in this church and be worshiping God right now, but you're also telling me you saw a ghost? It's like, because like, I have a mind I that have works. eyes and a brain, and it's all <laughs> fine. And I don't take the Bible literally. I have read the Bible a few times through, and I take it for good messages on how to live my life, which mm-hmm. I think you mentioned a second ago. Like, I just try to take some of the stories and some of these, you know, metaphors that are in the Bible and say, yeah, that actually is a really good point. I would like to model my life after this. Mm-hmm. Thanks for the beautiful guideline that you yeah. told me through that story. Well, and you have to, not to like spend the whole time talking about what I hate about the Bible, but you also have to remember that it was rewritten, it was edited, yeah. it was translated, it was blah, 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 blah. It was this, it was changed by kings, it was changed by rulers, right. it was changed by popes. Mm-hmm. So you have to take all of that. And you have to take, as Christians, it's your responsibility to take the overall message of love and caring for each other and honoring each other and honoring your God by doing these things. That is your message. That is your purpose. Your purpose is not to take the lines that you like. Mm-hmm. And spew them at and people. And spew them in at hateful people. Ways. In hateful ways, because that's the opposite of, the of what it says. <laughs> Literally the opposite. That's why I left the church. I can't. Yeah. That's why I'm not a believer anymore. I, I'm very spiritual. Mm. I know that there's a some sort higher of higher being. being power, whether it's an alien, whether it's a god, whether it's... I know that. Mm-hmm. I just can't be around those people. Totally. And I absolutely get that. And I like, when I see people driven from the church, it breaks my heart because I want to be like, we are not all like that. I promise. Like I'm not a one of a kind person. There are plenty of other Christians like me. I know. (laughs) Just the majority is, but I'm like, there's a small percentage of amazing people. We're wonderful. I know. Um, But yeah, I mean, that's part of the reason I don't go to the church anymore. I was just so sick of people that I loved being excluded. I, because I'm a privileged white woman was never really excluded but so many other people that i loved and respected were and like not even just in a ghost and alien way but for lots of stupid reasons so anyway you sometimes you have to get away from those places yeah sometimes those places are less godly than my couch which is haunted yes and that's (laughs) saying a whole lot right there it's a non-believer sitting on it yep anyways i think we answered that question nailed that one (laughs) so this next question was sent in by terrence and the thing is is that this question is kind of like duh but at the same time i think we're gonna try and take like a new approach to it maybe not i don't know 
We're going to um, see what comes out of our mouths. And also, if this question happens. ever gets asked to us again, we're going to throw you in a river. We're going to throw Terrence, you we in love you. a river. Terrence, thank you for contributing. I want to know if either of you truly believe in the supernatural, ghosts, demons, or angels. Which? Which we do. Surprise. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> we've said it before, and we do. However. Next like, question. Talking, yeah, and we're done. Talking about how we were, like, trying to find a new spin on it so we don't just keep saying the same things over and over. For a long time, and still kind of today, I don't really know how I felt about angels, to be honest. Like, that's always been... Like, when people always say, do you believe in, like, ghosts and demons and aliens? And we just kind of group those all together and are like, blah, blah, blah. But then when angels was added on, I was kind of like, I don't fully know. Because to me, the description of angels reminds me a lot of any other ghost. So I've sort right. of just been like, what's the difference? What about guardian angels? But then, yeah, and then I kind <laughs> of like, and then I kind of corrected myself and was like, however, there are so many stories of people who say like, um, I was pulled over on the side of the road, my car was smoking, someone came and helped me, pushed my car out, offered to give me a ride. I turned to get some cash out of my car to give them when I turned them and their car was gone and I never saw them again. And it's like, who are those good Samaritans that came? And that makes me think, like, guardian angels could be real. And they're literally just sent to, like, help someone in a crisis or in a bind. Or, or like, sometimes bring them back to life. Like, mm-hmm. if they're, like, getting resuscitated in the hospital, sometimes I think guardian angels are like, go back. Mm-hmm. You're not done Well, yet. that's a big one, actually. Uh, people who have experienced, who have died and been brought back to life uh, when they do experience something. Like, for example, going into the light or whatever. Yes. A lot of the times they are greeted by one person. Uh-huh. Yeah. And sometimes it's someone that they know really well. They'll be like, it was my uncle. Or sometimes it's, you know, it's uh, someone that they don't know. And that one person will kind of say like, you know, especially if they're going to get brought back, a lot of times they'll be like, hey, just so you know, you're not ready yet. Uh Or like you have a choice. You can come with me now, but you're not, it's not necessary. You can actually go back if you want to. Right. And this is kind of shown, like it's kind of known as your guide mm-hmm. once Guiding you through the death cross like cross over right but it's also a lot of the times it's someone who it's not necessarily your soulmate sometimes it is your soulmate um or your parent or your sister or a good friend of yours it's a person who's connected to you either in this lifetime or a past lifetime mm-hmm. who kind of is your person and you will be their person too when the time comes that they are they'll be seeing you seeing you at that moment but couldn't that be a guardian angel? that is kind of like a guardian angel right yeah i think it's a guardian angel if you believe in god yes and i think if it's not it's your just a guide guide it's your soulmate it's your death guide death guide (laughs) death guide death guide and heavy metal music plays (laughs) this is what i imagined so yeah, um, I that was just kind of my little spiel on angels was like, I didn't really know how I felt about them. And then I read some cool stories online where I was like, that sort of sounds like a guardian angel. So anyway. Yeah, I, you know, I, we've talked a lot about it before. And I think not only is it fun to believe and not only do I want to believe, but just the fact that I've had so many experiences that I can't explain. And I've had so many close family members and friends who have shared their experience with me. With no reason to lie is the thing. Like, I know mm-hmm. I'm not lying. 
because I would be lying to myself. Mm -hmm. And I know that they're not lying because they have nothing to gain. And this was before I started a podcast where I got to share their stories. You know, this was years and years and years of my life where people were like, oh, you had that experience. I had this experience. It's like, there's no reason for them to make them up. Um, But I've also had equal amounts of people say they've never had a single experience, not Ever, not once, nothing, and that speaks volumes as well. Totally. I know, Um, because that's the thing, that's part of, I guess, where, that's part of my experience at the church when I would share those stories where I should sort of give the people who turned away from me some credit, because in some of the situations, they weren't completely dismissive, like, wow, you're an unholy asshole and you should leave the church. Sometimes they were literally just saying, Lauren, I just don't understand that because I've never seen anything like that, and to me, that is so far-fetched and something that probably couldn't happen. So I don't really know how to hold a conversation with you. And then I meet people like you who have a hundred stories and have family members with a hundred stories. And it's just so many unexplainable things one after the next. And I have to hold on to that belief that some people are sensitive to it. And there, there are other beings out there. There is something else, even if I don't know for sure what that is and I don't have all the answers I have to believe there's something else out there because there's too, there are just too many unexplained things that yeah. make no sense on this earth. And the fact that there are some people in my life and some people, I mean, a ton of people on earth that will never have an experience and haven't had an experience that doesn't discredit the experiences that I've had mm-hmm. or the experiences that other people have had around me. Yeah. Um, I think there are people, like like we've said before in the world, that have the ability to experience these things and people that don't. And I think that extreme skeptics are the least likely to experience paranormal activity. Totally. Not because it doesn't exist, but because in their minds, their minds are already made up. Yep. They're closed and, off to it. They're you know, their third it. eyes closed. Their sixth sense sure. doesn't work. They're whatever. Um, Shops closed. But the same goes for all the people who have never experienced anything that desperately want to experience something and i don't think it's that easy i think that if you don't have the ability you could go to the most haunted place in the world and not experience anything right um and and that stings if you want to but it's also like that's just that's who you are but it's tough though if you're not a believer in this stuff i mean we have science we have science that can measure physiological changes in the room. We have uh-huh. science uh, and, and technology that can measure cold spots, uh, EMF, infrared cameras. We have years and years and years of personal experiences, like thousands of years yeah. of personal experiences, either with experiencing the paranormal or near-death experiences, mm-hmm. but it's all circumstantial evidence. We're never, ever, ever going to get a live interview with a ghost saying like, oh. yup, I'm real. We're real. So Just been waiting to show my face to the world. It's pretty tight. Uh, yeah. Floating a lot. I feel that like will a never cloud. Be the case. Like that's not the, <laughs> gonna happen. <laughs> so, like, oh if gosh. you if you are a staunch non-believer and you've never had an experience, that's it for you, and that's yep. fine. But um, yeah, I just feel like if I were to have the amount of if I were to have the amount of experiences that I've experienced. And not believed in this stuff, you would have had to have locked me away a long time ago. Right. Because I would be like, oh, well, I'm obviously I'm schizophrenic. Yeah, or we obviously I have a mental disorder. Right. And I need to be put away. Yes. Because normal people, if ghosts aren't real, then I see people. Then you're seeing people yeah. all the time and you have an issue. Yeah. But- <laughs> 
So no, yes, we do like, believe. We do believe. And it is so fun to believe. It's like when you were a kid and you believed in Santa. Like, what's mm. the harm in it? Those kids are having so much fun. And that's kind of how I feel about it. Now, I know they're so different. That's a weird comparison with Santa and then ghosts and demons. But <laughs> I think it's fun to believe that there's something else out there that's unexplained and it's mysterious. I just think it's such a cool discussion to have, yeah. especially when you can get into a healthy debate with someone. They have mm-hmm. to be a little open-minded, obviously, but to get into like those healthy debates of why or why not, like I love that. I live for that. It's so exhilarating to me. So I just think it's really fun to believe there's something else out there that we like we have no clue what it is. It's interacting with us in some way, mm-hmm. and I think that is so fun. Who did we talk to recently who was saying that I think we were about to have, science was about to have some sort of breakthrough in, like, the multidimensional theory, and they were like, I hope they don't. And I was like, why? And they were like, because then we'd know. Oh, yeah, and that would be say boring. That. Was it Joe? It wasn't Joe. It couldn't have been Joe. And I was going to say Kate because I thought in my notes somewhere I mentioned that science was about to make a breakthrough and that was on the superhuman episode. But I feel like Kate would say that. I don't know. But it was like, it was very interesting because it's like, you're right. Yeah. I kind of hope we don't figure it out because I like having so many theories. I like having the the time theory. The debates and the the discussions are a blast. If you know it, it, it's not a mystery anymore. It becomes less interesting. It just becomes history and fact and it's going to go in a textbook and that's super boring. And then we're going to have to find something else to fantasize about and get excited. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I really hope science doesn't break through. (laughs) Let's go sabotage all of their experience. (laughs) I have another question. This question is, uh, and this was sent in, and they, I asked if I could use their name, and they didn't get back to me, so if this is you, I apologize. Hey, anonymous Hello, stranger. anonymous person. Who's anonymous, maybe? Um, they said, I've never seen anything paranormal before. Are there any videos or any footage that could help me believe that the paranormal and the supernatural exists? Ghosts, aliens, and even demons and i found a couple good ones did you find any good ones i you're like not on ghosts ghosts is so hard ghosts man. Is very hard aliens i mean nothing that i can 100 percent say this is real i don't know if like anyone i've got a good could, alien but, like one. i i thought there were a couple documentaries out there that i like heavily looked into and thought this seems very credible yeah. and good and i think could be a good starting point if you just want to learn more and see People who are, as I said, credible sources, like military and government people who are like, Do not yep. say the Stan Romanek story. No, I okay. didn't, because that <laughs> turned out to be all kinds of crazy. That turned out to be a pedophile? Uh, Maybe. Uh, we don't yeah, know. He had some child pornography in his basement and was insane. So, no, I read a lot about that one and came to the conclusion of, this guy is the most terrible human. He but, is, or maybe the government is setting him up. We've talked about this in the I know. Before, that's, know. Again, theories, theories, theories. Yes, yeah, a lot <laughs> so. of theories to go along with Stan. Anyways, go on. But have you heard of the documentary? It's sort of old, but it's called Out of the Blue. Um, I don't think so. It's really well done. It's like an hour and 40 minutes. Um, and it they interview military and government personnel all throughout it. Some who are former, some who are currently, like, still serving. serving who The ones who are serving will obviously be a little more tight-lipped, but they yeah. still are saying, like, hey, this is They're some stuff we... are not allowed to talk about. Yeah, but they'll say, like, oh, we've experienced, like, this and this, and it was very bizarre. And then the former military people are the ones who are like, oh, my gosh, like, we saw the craziest thing. So... It's really well done. I think it even won a couple of awards just because it's actually really well done and has credible sources and not just a bunch of loonies spouting out tons of conspiracies. So 
Out of the Blue would be a good place to start. And then also you mentioned Unacknowledged. I Unacknowledged. Like would be a great one. I finally oh watched God. it, by Did the way. you? We can talk about it later. Okay. But Unacknowledged would be so good. It's on Netflix right now. Out of the Blue, I think you can watch on YouTube because the video popped up when I was researching it. But um, Netflix, Unacknowledged, yes. it's batshit notes. And Netflix, uh, Unacknowledged is, is less about proof of aliens and more about the extreme lengths that the government has gone through yes. to cover up certain experiences that people have had. Have You're had. exactly right, but I so, all, it's I think it's oh, still it's definitely, so it's, it's so like, about if you aliens. Wanna, like yeah, and if you want to like enter that world, yeah. then it's so good. But yes. what what makes it credibly about aliens cuz there's no like footage of aliens. There's no, you know, there's a lot of reports of people um again, ex-military, ex uh, the the former assistant to the director of the CIA is interviewed like right. ex-astronauts Former astronauts, I guess they're not ex-astronauts. Former astronauts, etc. Like, it's all credible sources. And they do speak about the stuff that they experienced. But what makes it so interesting and so credible is the actual documented proof of cover-ups via the United States government or via actually deeper than the United Mm -hmm. States government trying to cover this stuff up. Which makes you then go, why are they trying so hard to cover this up? Totally. If it's nothing. If it's something so, that doesn't exist. So yeah, that's why those two are good. That's mm-hmm. less about like, here, we're going to show you a picture of an alien that I saw in a field and more about like, they have to exist. Are you yeah. freaking seeing the lengths that they're going to? I have a good alien one. Uh, and this is just actually a video. So there's obviously a ton of UFO videos online. Um, like millions. It's and the, the thing about UFO videos is, well... First of all, you can kind of tell by the reactions of the people filming whether or not what they're seeing is real or edited in post. UFO videos are not definitive proof, obviously, because UFOs are exactly that. They're just unidentified flying objects. That's all they are. So you can tell it's not a plane or a helicopter or a blimp. You've never seen anything like it. It's unidentified. Just Saturday night, actually, Kelly Reed from Father, Son, and the Holy Kelly texted me. She was at Universal Studios Halloween Horror Nights. She texted me a picture, and the picture was horrible because it was a phone and it was, like, so far away. But she was like, hey, UFO, um, right over Universal Studios. Uh, looked like it was heading towards NoHo. Go outside. I went outside. Joe and I went outside for, like, 20 minutes. Didn't see anything. And then I found a report from Monday uh, saying that it was identified. Thousands of people saw it. Whoa. It ended up being a rocket launch with a satellite on it. It was a satellite okay. launch. So... I that, that is was still yeah. a UFO. Yeah. Because it because was it's not unidentified. identified. Yeah. Now it's no longer a UFO because yes. we have identified we it. We gave so, it a name. Um, let's see. There is a video, though. Um, and it's not a UFO video, but it's part of a documentary. And it's so fascinating. Uh, and I don't know what the documentary is called, but I will post a link to this clip from it. I think it's probably like 12 minutes long. Um So the event took place in 1994 at a school in Zimbabwe. Over 60 children had a close encounter of the first, third, and fifth kind. What? So the first kind is seeing a UFO within 150 meters. Mm -hmm. The second kind is seeing a UFO with physical evidence. uh, For example, marks on the ground, scorched grass, uh, disturbed leaves, whatever. And the third kind... Uh, the third kind is seeing a UFO with visible occupants inside the craft or outside the craft. The fourth kind is uh, abduction, a person claiming they were taken into the craft. And close encounters of the fifth kind 
would involve direct communication between aliens and humans. So these kids um, experienced the so first, some of them had the fifth, third, and fifth. The fifth. So basically, <laughs> too yes. many Christmas. So basically, in this documentary, child psychologists were sent to the school in Zimbabwe a month or so after the event to work with the children, the teachers, and their parents to try and help them process the things they'd experienced. Over a month later, and the children are still basically in shock. Like, you can actually... Uh, yeah. What's so great about this documentary, what makes it so realistic, is they actually, in the documentary, interview the kids, and they are so visibly terrified of what they saw that you know that they saw something. Right. Whether or not their stories, which are all... Like, they all corroborate with each other. Mm-hmm. Whether or not that's exactly what happened. They did experience something. Right. So, over 60 children had a close encounter of the first kind, which was seeing the craft. Mm -hmm. Over 30 children had a close encounter of the third kind, which was seeing the occupants of the craft. And a handful of children had a close encounter of the fifth kind. That is nuts. I can't imagine. I know. They weren't spoken to exactly, but they and they didn't even realize that they had a close encounter of the fifth kind until they met with a child psychologist because they were telling the psychologist that after the experience of seeing the men who they described as like, as, uh, you know, very thin creatures, large eyes, grayish skin. They were very scared of them. Really scary. Yeah. After they experienced seeing the men, they had new thoughts and feelings that they'd never had before. One small girl, she had to be like eight or younger, claimed that she felt scared for mankind because we aren't taking care of the planet or the air and eventually we will die because of it. She said she saw all the trees going flat and people weren't able to breathe. And this was not something she had thought of before seeing these men come out of the craft. So it's believed that she was communicated with in some way and given these messages. Right. And so I feel like you hear those stories a lot from people saying like, oh, we we're not living the right way. Like these people are or these beings are coming to tell us to live a different way. I feel like you hear those stories all the time. And I truly think that's all aliens are coming to do. They're coming to be like, hey, I mean, make if you some changes. To, yeah, if you listen to last week's episode, that radio transmission. Seriously. Of, you know, or I guess two episodes now ago, right. the radio transmission of like, hey, take care of your shit. Mm-hmm. Be nice to each other. Stop building bombs. Right. That's be it. Be nice to your planet and you will live a much better life and a longer life. <laughs> and a longer life. So I'm going to post that uh, link. Ooh, and I then see that. As for paranormal footage... That, like I said, like you said, it's hard to find because a lot of what you'll find online has been edited, at least edited to have like spooky music behind it. (laughs) But the thing is, is like when you throw spooky music on top of your quote unquote real footage, it automatically makes the entire thing seem fake because you faked this one part of it. Mm -hmm. And now, therefore, what else have you done? If you can add the music to it, what else can you do to the footage? Yeah, then you could have added so many other things. This was frustrating for me, yeah. and I just want to say to the person who asked this question, who we don't even know your name in this moment. I know I, the well, name. Ashley knows it. I don't know who you I'll are. I'll never tell. I worked so hard for you. <laughs> I was digging so deep in the internet, and I would get so frustrated because I'd finally find a video that looks super old and grainy, and then, like, a child would fly through the air. And I was like, oh, this has to be real. Like, no one can doctor this type of footage. And then I would read a few more articles, and lo and behold, someone was like, oh my gosh, hoax, like, I know the guy that did it, blah, 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 blah. and then the person would come forward and be like, sorry about it, totally fake. And I was like, every time I thought I found something, <laughs> that would happen, and it was the worst. 
The well, internet sucks. It's also hard to take anything done by ghost hunters, ghost adventures, yes. ghost whatever's, paranormal investigative shows, because the thing is, it's hard to take their footage as unequivocal proof because those shows rely on ratings. Mm-hmm. So the early, I feel like the early seasons of Ghost Hunters, in my opinion, seem the most reliable because we there were twins. some. I wrote that too. Yeah, there were some early investigations where they didn't find anything. I know. They would and spend they made a me whole believe them episode, more. and then they would go, "There's nothing here," and then they yep. would tell. I remember this one episode where they went in. And immediately this little girl came up and was like, are you here for the ghosts? And they were like, that's not a good sign. That she knows that we're coming right. to talk about the ghosts. Yes. Because now all this, like already, uh-huh. this girl has been put in her head that there are ghosts here. Mm-hmm. So that's already planted. Yep. We can't get a really good idea of like if yes. there's actual activity here. Totally, it and they walked it away from it, going, "There's absolutely nothing here." But that the made them so much made... more credible. Yeah, because the thing is, is they were like, you know, the little girl said she saw something, and you guys went, "What? What? Tell us more!" And you yeah. gave her all this extra attention, and now she knows if she says, "Oh, I saw the lady again," or "Oh, I had this experience again," she gets extra attention. Yep. That's what's happening. There's no ghost. And they didn't want to fake it. And I like I yeah. appreciate that they can just be like, hey, we're going to walk away from this because yeah. this isn't going to be a the genuine problem is investigation. There's 12 seasons now or 13 seasons. Well, that's, and it's kind of like, I literally you know, put, walk, go back and watch Ghost Hunters or, Hunters or Paranormal State before they got big heads and got ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I literally wrote that sentence because I think the early seasons are much more genuine. Sometimes you might think they're a little more boring because they won't find anything. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes they'll get this little subtle thing. It'll be a weird sound. A weird little cloud crosses the camera. It's super subtle. It's not as wild as some of like the later episodes, but... It's so, you can appreciate it so much more because it feels genuine and it feels real. Yeah. Because they were in their early stages. At the same stages. time, we have no idea. But also, professional I don't know, someone show. might have a they fog fake, machine. Yeah, they I don't could know. fake everything. So, where I think these shows actually do probably find a lot of great footage and evidence, the fact that they also probably enhance and or fake some of it too, throws all their credibility out the window. Yeah, Then now nothing is credible. I know, it's a bummer. I think the best place to find good footage of something paranormal or supernatural is to look for footage recorded by people who were not out to get ghosts on camera. Exactly. So one of the best, and I'm going to post a bunch of links um, of stuff that hasn't quite, hasn't been debunked. Have you seen the Gettysburg ghosts? I have. Okay, so that's one of the most famous paranormal videos because, so this family goes to Gettysburg And the reason it's so credible, the reason that people believe that it is genuine video is, one, nothing crazy happens. Mm -hmm. Like, there's sort of... I'll post it so you can see it. It's not, like, But it's the reactions of the family that are so genuine. Because it's, like, the wife going, what is that? Do you see that? And the dad's like, uh, trees? And she's like, no. (laughs) Like, not (laughs) Not trees. Not trees. And then you can even hear the little boy being like... I don't see anything, or, like, mm-hmm. it's gone now. Like, it's it's those kinds of videos. So where that's it's like simplicity. They weren't, where... Yeah, and they weren't in an abandoned building, like, trying to find something Yeah, they spooky. weren't turning on their camcorder and saying, like, we're here yeah. to investigate ghosts. They just saw some weird thing yeah. caught in a natural moment. Another one that I'm going to post, um, do you remember the abandoned mine? Chanting. Oh, wait, is this the where that guy was just, like, exploring yeah, so the, the mine? There's a that guy one is who, terrifying. It's so scary. This we guy. It together. He, he's not a paranormal investigator. He doesn't investigate abandoned mines to find ghosts. He yeah. 
investigates abandoned mines because that's what he does. Yeah, just like, pure interest in the mines. Interest so. in the mines, but he also, I believe, because there's two different guys, I'm pretty sure that guy is the one, he, he doesn't just investigate it to be like, cool, a mine. He also goes in and, and uh, files reports on the stability of the abandoned mine. Okay. So he'll go in and be like, there's water here, there's water damage here, there's right. water damage here. Like, can know, anything cetera, be salvaged type yeah. thing? Uh, can, can anything be salvaged and also, like, how dangerous is it to send People. 20 workers in yeah. here to okay. seal it sense. and or restore it, whatever. I wasn't sure of his exact reason to be in there, but you could tell he did not want to be a part of what nope. he found in there. Yeah, so <laughs> this guy, yeah, he basically goes in this abandoned mine and he's just searching and all of a sudden, every once in a while you can hear, like... <sighs> Straight up whispers from a group. It of sounds people. like many people. Yeah, like several. And he's even saying, like, is that? He's like, I don't know if that's wind. Yeah. He's like, it sounds like snakes. He's like, I don't know. I've been in a thousand mines. I've never heard of anything like he's that. He's like processing out loud the whole video. Like, what is that? What is that blowing through the. Are those people? Like, he's yeah. like saying it all he's out like loud. He's like processing it. Then he's like, I'm getting the fuck yeah. out of here. As would I, sir. And there's a couple more that I'll post that I think are legitimate videos another good example of something definitively paranormal you can look for are the videos of animals reacting to oh, something my paranormal. Gosh. as we all know animals either have some sort of sixth sense that mm-hmm. allows them to see things we can't or it's just that their sense of smell and hearing are so much more tuned they're stronger that they're allowed to notice strange activity but so finding videos online of pets reacting to strange activity is much more compelling because it's much more difficult to fake have you, like, did you see the most recent, like, Twitter saga that was made by a guy, I think his name, did I write it down? Oh, the, oh, the Adam Ellis. Boys the guy who thought he apartment. saw the little dead boy, he started calling him Dear David, and it yeah. was like the Dear David saga. It's this whole Twitter thread of this guy named Adam Ellis. It's very long, it's like months long. It's really long, because he, yeah, he was posting from August to September, just consistently getting on, taking pictures and video of himself, and then posting his findings, and people were glued. Like, he oh, yeah. had... Millions I of followers from nine this. Nine people send it to me. Yeah, I, I, as if I hadn't. seen I know, it. as if it wasn't seen right away. Um, yeah, it was the same. I got it sent in Facebook messages so many times, and then, yeah, and it's a thing where it could be faked. Like, there's not like a ton of credibility to it, and a lot of people were tweeting him back saying like, "Oh, that wasn't that big of a thing. Like, the wind could have knocked it over, whatever." But what's creepy is what started this whole Twitter thread and the reason he started recording and taking pictures is because his two cats at midnight, mm-hmm. every night, every single night, would both go to the front door and, like, look at the crack under the door as if they, like, heard something, smelled something, or were waiting for something. And he was like, what the fuck are you looking at? And so then they started taking pictures, and he put a motion sensor in his house. And that was creepy, too, because he would get notifications while he was at work or while while he was out with friends saying motion was detected in the apartment when his cats were, like, in crates. And so he's like, well... Well, what? Yeah, that's what started that. And and there are videos online of, like, I remember I watched one. I'm going to post some. I'm going to post, like, a YouTube compilation that I found. And some of them are just, like, dogs doing what dogs do, which is, like, bark at shit. But some are actually, like, there's one of this little kitten, and she's sort of in the entryway of a kitchen, and she kind of runs out scared and looks back behind her, And then all of a sudden you hear something in the kitchen like slam. And you can see a shadow of something coming from the light of the kitchen as if something was thrown at this kitten. And the woman recording is like something just threw something at my cat. I'm home alone. 
You know what I mean? So it's just very uh, spooky stuff. So animals reacting, that's a big one. My biggest piece of advice, though, when it comes to real paranormal audio and visuals would be to go to someone you trust. Yes. I've heard thousands of EVPs in my life, and none of them are as spooky as the ones that Matt Roberts from yeah, Electronic Matt friend Phenomena of yours. And Matt is just the sweetest to. person. He would never just make that Yeah, up. they're recorded by him and his friends, yep. a trusted source, someone that I know has nothing to gain by making anything right. up or falsifying evidence. He, he, he doesn't have a TV show. He doesn't... Right. Share these with just anybody. I knew him for years before he was like, oh, by the way, like, I have recorded some EVPs. And I had to ask him. Well, I didn't have to beg him. I was like, mm-hmm. would you bring some on the podcast? Please. He was like, ah. And I was like, would you bring some on the And he was like, yes. Yeah, so- he didn't even want to right away. He was forced by us. <laughs> uh, even in our investigation of the Millennium Biltmore. Listen yeah. to us. <laughs> listen to us. So we got a lot of strange sounds on our audio. A lot of it we debunked. So yep. the weird giggle, Lauren thinks it was her. I really think it was drunk me. Yeah, the growling sound, we were told it was... Probably a stomach growling, yeah, a loud one, but still a stomach. Like a uh, the whisper of Laura isn't, or whatever the hell it's saying, could have easily been fabric rubbing against the microphone, sounding like a whisper. But we did capture what sounds to be like sounds to be a little girl singing, a sound that we know we did not hear the night yes. of because we would have pointed it out as we did several times in the night where we were like, "That's a person mm-hmm. that we hear below us." But also, we would have shit our fucking pants because one of the ledges, like, literally right before we hear it, we're talking about, like, oh, one of the things, yeah, one of the things people report on this floor is a little girl walking, running up and down the hallways. Hmm. We would have, first of all, if we would have heard a little girl, like I said, poop. Poop in pants. Poop in pants and then sprinting down the stairs and, to a different and floor. And if we had heard it, we would have, you know, tried to investigate, like, where it was coming from. Like, is it coming from one of the rooms? Exactly. You know I know I mean? 100% we did not hear a little girl yeah. singing in that moment. And the fact that it appeared later on the recording is something we absolutely cannot explain away by anything else. So it's like, in that situation, I think we caught some really awesome yeah. footage and some proof of something Something's going on. going on. Whereas, yeah, you're right. The other things, it's like, well. Well, could be this, could be that, could yeah. be this. So I think the source is the number one most important thing. Yeah. Is it a paranormal TV show that benefits from ratings or a popular paranormal investigator who has a YouTube channel with a ton of subscribers? You know, finding the original source of the video will tell you a lot about the video. Was it a family on vacation or a guy exploring a mine or was it Zach Baggins (laughs) from Ghost Adventures? That's his name, right? Zach Baggins. What was the guy's name from Paranormal State? Is he wearing leather? So cute. I'll never remember. That is real weird. I thought he was adorable, and then I saw a recent picture of him and thought, what was I ever thinking? (laughs) I, again, I don't think anyone can show you any video, photo, or audio that will make you a believer. I think you can see a lot of things that will make you think, wow, that's interesting. If they faked it, I don't know how or why, but I wasn't there, so I don't know. So... That was, like, one of the videos I found. Like I said, I looked up a ton of videos, and almost all of them I found that they were debunked, and they turned out to be a hoax. There is one video that I found. I'm sure you've seen this. It's a very, again, a very famous video. It's online called The Headless Ghost. In Iraq? In Iraq. Yeah. And, like, there's still no one who's come forward and said 100% we faked this, but there are lots of theories. Some people think it's their friend, and he just is, like, blown out by the sun in the window behind him, but, like... I don't know. It shows the body... The camera sways to the right, and when it sways back, the friend, quote-unquote, is not there anymore. And also, if you watch the full video, 
they're walking to get so basically the video we'll post that one too yeah, i think I have, I have that one on my list the like, video the is uh, about five boys it's in iraq they're in an and abandoned they're in a, building in an abandoned building what i think was, it's an abandoned school because there's chalkboards and stuff oh yeah you're right and uh they're basically just exploring obviously it's not in english so i'm not sure exactly right. what they're saying it doesn't seem like they're exploring in a, like, let's find some ghosts way. It seems yeah. like they're sort of, like, just kind of, you know, it's fun to be in an abandoned building. It's daytime. It's yeah. It's the middle, middle of, of the, the day. day. It seems like they're all, like, being very chummy and, like, yeah. just kind of walking around. It doesn't seem like a, shh, let's listen for sounds. They're uh-huh. just, like, walking, they're walking through around, this abandoned talking building. talking to each other. They don't react to it at all. There's they zero reaction. They keep when chatting they, yeah. when this headless body is walking towards them. So as the viewer, you're like screaming your head off like what the hell am I looking at? And they're like, "Ah, baby." Blah. And, like, and they what? just like leave the room. Yeah. So I feel like if it was faked in some way, they would have been like, "Okay, so we're going to walk into this room. We're going to go, "Oh, what is that?" And we're going to yeah, run away. Exactly. Like that would <laughs> be the, the plan. But the fact that like you see it it fades uh-huh. The camera turns and they just continue on with yep, their day. And they go on and with their like, lives after that. Later, they looked at the video and were like, hey guys. What the hell something is this? strange. That's a body without a head walking around. And it's walking towards the camera. That's what's the most yeah. terrifying is it's just and this body. Like, not dun, only is dun, it walking dun, towards dun. the camera, it starts walking. As soon as it walks towards the camera, the what's it called? The prayer starts. Uh huh. In the, the mosque. Yeah, I think yeah. someone said there was like a mosque Yeah, the there's a mosque nearby. So the prayer starts like coming so to it's the speaker. Horrible. She's like, oh, yeah, the timing, and like, <laughs> it's terrifying. It is so. Um, yeah, you can literally. We'll post the link, but you could literally Google the headless ghost in Iraq, and I promise like, you, yeah, the video will pop up. But so. yeah, I mean, people have theories about how it could have been faked, but no one knows for sure. So that was my one success in my search today, where I was like, hey, this might be something. Okay. Oh, we have All one right. more. Right? We have one more question. Yeah, final question. This question was sent in by Andrea. Hi, Andrea. This question is very simple. Mm-hmm. Do you believe in curses? I said, no, not really, but there's like... Oh. Oh. I kicked the table. That's like it's my fine. number one rule. Of I know. What not You're to breaking do. all your rules. I am. <laughs> um, uh, I said, no, not really, because... But it's not like a solid, solid no, and that's because I don't necessarily think... That a person or, like, their entire family can have a curse, which is, like, what legends and all these myths say, like, oh, the whole family was cursed and they couldn't have girls. And if they did, they were murdered. Or, like, you know, those ridiculous yeah. things. Yeah. Like, the, I don't all, think... All those curses. All of those curses that don't really <laughs> exist because that was a weird thing. Um, I don't think I really believe in those. I believe that negativity can, in a way, follow a person or a family or, like, a couple because... I think they invite negativity in, and so then they'll say, like, oh, we're cursed. All these things have happened to us. But sometimes I think you can internalize too much negativity in your life or hold on to heavy anxiety and paranoia, and then you almost, like, bring the curse on yourself because of your negative life. So I'm kind of like, I guess you could be cursed with negative energy and a negative outlook on life, but I don't think, like, someone walked up to you and said, I curse you to become this. I said, yes, I do, but not in the sense that you can be cursed and there's nothing you could do about it but die and be miserable. Yeah. Um, I believe in real there. curses, which are simply words that have power and are charged with great de- a great deal of emotional energy, which can have a negative effect on a person, place, or thing. But I also believe that the curse is only as strong as you make it out to be. 
The curse has no power over a person who doesn't believe in it, one, or chooses to ignore it, two. Um. So, I looked it up. Curses are most often found in superstitious cultures like Middle Eastern, Eastern European, and the Caribbean, and some Asian cultures. Mm-hmm. Um, you think about, for example, Asian culture's extraordinary fear of the number, what was it, three? Uh-huh. Or four? Three. I think it was three. Three that we talked about yeah, we, in Bloody Sophie. Yeah, that was a good one. They are prone to this kind of fearful negative belief system, and it's that belief system that solidifies the curse, not the actual curse. So mm-hmm. a curse is is essentially just a set of negatively charged words that attack us through... This is going to get, like, really hippy-dippy, but, like, hang on. <laughs> a curse is essentially just a, ne- a set of negatively charged words that attack us through our lower frequencies, which therefore magnifies and amplifies them to attract more negativity to us. So when you ignore those frequencies or raise your own vibrational frequencies with happy, loving, non-cursed thoughts, random acts of kindness, restoring your faith, whatever, whatever, a curse has no effect on you. It's about taking the power back. And I know that sounds like a bunch of mystical mumbo jumbo. So let's take out the dumb language of vibrational frequencies <laughs> and just talk about it in like non-magical terms. Which, so, after hearing you say that, we're sort of saying the exact same thing yeah. that you were using, like you said, mystical, mystical and hippie-ish word. terms. Yeah. But I was saying that same thing of like, we are the people that bring in that negativity into our uh-huh. lives and therefore more negativity sticks with us because... That's what we're accepting. That's what we're taking in. Yeah. That's what we're taking in. And we're not trying to do anything positive in our life. And mm-hmm. we're not giving to the poor or using our generosity well, and, and our friendship. Well, and also just the – so – yeah, I'll talk about it. It's fine. So, like, for example, I – I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast before. I – especially earlier this year, suffered from pretty extraordinary extreme anxiety, like to the point where I couldn't leave the house, I couldn't go to the grocery store, I couldn't move Mm -hmm. my car to the other side of the street. It was horrible. Um, And along with that extreme anxiety came pretty extreme depression Mm -hmm. because like, how am I such a loser? I can't move my car Why the other I live side my of the life? street. How I'm I'm almost 30 years old. I can't even like take care of myself. Blah, mm. blah, 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 blah. And it got so bad that I actually one day went to Joe and told him, I think that I am cursed. Mm. You used I that word. That I used the exact word. Which I have to. And he kind of was like, that's ridiculous. You're losing it. And I was like, no, but like. Maybe not like someone put a curse on me, but like I think that I did something that in return I was given some like horrible karma for whatever it was that I did Hmm. because of the events of the last three years of my life, which I'm not going to get into detail, but it's been bad with like relationships failing and then the my job situation. I lost my job, my favorite job I've ever had. And from there, I continuously had bad job after bad job after bad job and worked for bad people, mean people, bad business owners. It was like every single time I was like, I got this and I'm really excited. I was like shoved further into the ground. Mm -hmm. It was like every time I was like, I have the new relationship and it's going and it got shoved further into the, and I really at one point was like, I'm cursed or I did something and this is like my payback. Like Mm -hmm. that's how I was thinking. Mm -hmm. And it was so engraved that I was like, 
it can't just be coincidence that the past two years have been as bad as they are. Mm -hmm. So all those tiny little negative things that were happening kept building on each other and building on each other and building on each other to the point where it was so heavy that it was like, I, this is the only explanation that I can come up with. Mm -hmm. How could it be anything else? Yeah. But, and the only thing that got me out of it was taking the power back. Yes. And like you not giving it any more power than it already had. Yeah. Because it had so much power over me that it was like, I can't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. So until I was like, okay, I'm going to go seek treatment. I'm going to seek medication. I'm going to fuck these people. I'm going to get a job I actually like. Yeah. I'm going to take control. Mm-hmm. And now I can drive my car. Yes. I can leave <laughs> and my And I can house. go to the store. Yeah. And I can work 40 hours a week. Totally. So that is how I do believe in curses. Because I do believe that you can have that idea planted in your head. Mm -hmm. Especially if you... And I'm not superstitious. I don't... I have a black cat. Like, I'm not superstitious (laughs) at all. But I think that if that idea gets planted in your head and it has a space to grow. And it has... Especially if it has, like events or or things to back it up yeah you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. if you are told you're cursed and you're like i'm like no what but it's kind of all these things start happening and then you like get a flat tire totally and then you you know your pet butterfly dies and then you um i don't know like all the lamps in your house all the light bulbs die you're gonna be like holy shit i'm cursed Mm mm-hmm which, yeah, and I and agree with you And then you give power to sense. it, and then every single little Everything thing is going to be like, yeah. oh, that's the curse. It's it the starts curse building up every karma. bad thing that happens to yeah. you. Which, and I totally agree with you on that. I just, I don't think I would call it a curse. Yeah. And that's why when someone <laughs> no. says, hey, do you, do you believe in curses? That's why my answer is, well, no. But yeah, like I said, I think we're kind of on the same page. And like, I believe in the power of a curse. And I get that, because like you said, when you turned to Joe and said, I'm cursed, like, I giggled at you, but also, like, I've said that before, because I, like, three years ago, before I started my business, was or maybe it was four years ago, was unemployed, like, I got in a car accident, and then I got a flat tire literally the week after my car got out of the shop, and, like, I don't remember, I can't remember all the things, but it was literally, like, three months of hell, and I just kept turning to Alex, and I was like, I'm fucking cursed, like, the world is out to get yeah. me, like, the world is ending, and that and was also... And then when that happens, literally every tiny little thing that happens to you is it, it, magnified. It affected me so much, and that was my most down I've ever been, and again, another thing we have in common is that's when I sought treatment and found out I had anxiety, and, like, I mean, I still do have anxiety. I think, like, once you're diagnosed, it doesn't ever quite go away, but I don't, like, I haven't seen the therapist in a while or taken medicine, which isn't good. Going to therapy is wonderful, guys. But, um, yeah, that's when I found out that I had all this going on. I I had never been an anxious person ever in my life, but I feel like I got in this crazy headspace that I couldn't let go of. And then like my whole world turned upside down and it was like craziest year of my life. But yeah, I think once you decide to say like, I'm going to seek help for this, there's no shame in taking medicine is also another thing. I think people get weird about that. There's no shame in like helping yourself. There's no shame Mm -hmm. in you know, trying to better yourself and admitting that you're in a bad space and like you need to climb out of it. I think yeah. that's the first step is just saying like, I can make a change and I'm going to make a change. Mm-hmm. So, Well, and thank God I did because it, you know, it turns out like after working with a doctor, I've, you know, I've traced back and I'm, di- I'm actually diagnosed. I have generalized anxiety disorder and clinical depression. So, um, and you know, through, through speaking to them, 
realize, I didn't even realize, I've actually had an anxiety disorder since I think as far back as we can trace it is about eighth grade. Wow. And I've never, ever, ever sought treatment. Ever. Never. Yeah. I've just lived with it and thought that it was this normal. is normal. Well, I never thought it was normal. I was always like, I have anxiety, but what does that mean? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's something that I've, I've just been living. And even my, you know, my therapist and my doctor have been like, I don't know how you've gone so long. Without, without talking to someone. With, you know, explaining my experiences. And my experiences aren't like these horrible, horrible tragedies. No, but, but still, it's hard to live like, with that. Yeah, they've actually, you know, my therapist has actually been like, how do you live? How do you live day to day? And then you said, well, I didn't leave <laughs> well, my house for a while, so. Uh, here's what happened. Yeah, so, no, I don't believe in curses. <laughs> yes, I believe in the power of a curse. Um... If a also, psychic tells you you have a curse, they're just trying to get your money and yes. run the other oh direction. Oh my god, that's a huge one. That's so big. That was like my little side note. Yeah, we, that's, a, that's a big scam. Actually. I feel like we both covered very similar things that it's a lot about like negativity in your mindset and crawling out of it. But then I also wrote right below it. I was like, wait, if a psychic tells you you have a curse and they'll lift it for you for a fee, don't pay that fee. Do not pay that fee. Run away. That is a huge scam that yeah. happens all the time. I all mean, the there's uh, that one woman who scammed like millions of dollars. Did you read that story? I did. I think that's why I wrote this. <laughs> she just kept telling people like, you know, you have a curse and I can lift it for you. And, right. and it just went on and on forever. And that terrifies people to think, I have a curse? What's going to happen to me? So I think the power lies completely within the person who is cursed and not the curse itself. Yes. Prime example. The Skeleton Key, our favorite movie. Oh my that. gosh, that is so true. <laughs> if you I don't watch believe that. in it, it can't affect you. I want to watch that. So I, watch I was that just going to say, oh my, my gosh, like <laughs> screw the rest of my night, whatever I planned. I'm whatever just watching I planned, Skeleton I'm only Key. doing that. Um, and even though we went on like a little bit of a tangent, but like Tiny talking bit. about anxiety, like I also feel like that's an important topic to cover. And any of you who are out there suffering from anxiety or depression, you're not alone. And no, you're not. We have lots of people that got your back, including us. Mm hmm. And it's not, uh, I actually, you know, while we're on the subject, kind of always rolled my eyes at going to therapy. I've never been one. I think it's just because my, my father is so like, that's, you know, that's, that generation just in general doesn't go to therapy. Oh, totally. They my parents think it's not the best. Yeah, yeah. So I remember I when, uh, when I first got diagnosed and my dad was like, okay, whatever. You know what I mean? Like he was, he didn't believe it at all because mm-hmm. I do seem like a very happy person. I yeah, do seem do. like a very upbeat person. I'm not an upbeat person. I have I got some demons. No, but seriously, mm-hmm. like when I'm with people, I'm okay. Yeah, but getting me to be with people is like pulling teeth. Mm-hmm. And when I'm alone, I am not okay. Yeah. And even my dad now has been like I haven't seen you like this since you were a kid. Mm -hmm. Like, the change in you is incredible. I can't believe it. And I couldn't believe it either because, like, I, like I said, for my whole life, so many people were like, you need to go to therapy. And I was like, I'm not going to go to fucking therapy. Right. I'm not. I don't need that. I had (laughs) such, like, a pride about it. Mine was more pride. Like, I think a lot of people are just like, that's dumb. It won't help you. Mine was like, I don't want to admit I have a problem and go to therapy when, like, a ton of my friends were going to therapy and were like, it's wonderful. And, like, I don't even really have a problem. I just love having someone to talk to and process life with. 
who's like this third party random person. And I was like, I don't get it. Like, I don't have a problem. My brain is fine. And really, I had so many problems. I knew I had problems. So that wasn't That's my the issue. Thing. I, I just love kind that of you were like, thought it was I knew. Stupid. I literally did not realize like how anxiety ridden I was until I was telling Alex about some of the thoughts that were in my head one night. I was literally like, man, it sucks that like I lose so much sleep, like going over my like conversations with people in my head at night. And he was like, what? And I was like, yeah, I didn't sleep. I slept for like two hours last night because I was going over a talk I had had with one of my friends during the day the day before. And he was like, that's not people a don't thing. Do that. Like, people don't do that. <laughs> I just assumed that like every time you have an interaction with a person, you like replay it in your mind and analyze Mine's it. Mine's the opposite. It Mine is a, a conversation I'm going to have with someone. And it's not even a negative conversation. It's not even a like, this is a fight I'm going to have. You know how mm. when you're like thinking like, oh, I'm going to bring this up and it's oh, going to totally. be a fight and you go over it. It's everything. Every single conversation I have to have with someone gives me stress and I will talk to myself and I will play over like every single scenario possible. And it's like, just live your life. What is wrong with you? Well, my thing with therapy, I always thought it was dumb because I thought of therapy the way I see it in movies and TV, which was like, tell me about your childhood. What did you have? It's what happened to so you? It's so weird. It's so weird. Because then I is. go to therapy and I'm in, you know, cognitive behavioral therapy and it's like taking a class. Mm-hmm. So basically I'm being taught, you know, I obviously know that the chemicals in my brain are kind of imbalanced, but I'm also being taught how I view myself has now like uh, basically how I view myself, which is, you know, loser unimportant blah 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 Mm -hmm. i'm being taught like how certain events in my life and certain things in my life um feed into that Mm -hmm. and how certain things don't fit into that narrative that i've made for myself right that's why bad feelings linger good feelings don't so it's like it's not like it is in the movies totally you don't i haven't talked about my childhood like once except for when we tried to determine when my anxiety started they're it's, not trying to hypnotize you and say, think back to no, when you were three and yeah. someone looked at you weird on the yeah. street. It's like, no, it's like most of the time, I don't know if this is true in your sessions, but a lot of the times you're just like having a conversation. Oh yeah. There are some like, times where we literally on. just talk about like, like how my week was. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden we're like, that's all the time we have. And I'm like, no. <laughs> but you like learn a lot within that. But sometimes yeah. you're literally just chit chatting and then they're sitting there saying like, oh, hey, that way that you viewed that situation is not really correct and here's another way you yeah. can look at it and you're like oh. yeah or we'll be talking and like my therapist will be like ah remember that thing i told you that's that and i'm like mm-hmm. oh shit you're right <laughs> anyways we've gotten way off topic yeah. right? we're, now we're just talking about we're therapy. just like hey anxiety but this is part of the ask a weirdo episode if you have a question about <laughs> anything anxiety depression yeah. uh if we've ever had a toe fungus lauren's sister julia <gasps> oh, sorry about it um i know i'm sorry um if you anything just ask us we're We're pretty open books that's the thing is like there's not much that we won't we just like talking that's why we created a podcast exactly (laughs) we like to chit chat but that's all the time we have this week for keep it weird um we do have to say thank you so much to everyone who donated to our show in the our show i'm getting choked up Aww. Who donated to our show in the week of September. I wasn't really. I was actually just choking she on my own She was actually spin. choking on real life. We were able to donate a nice chunk of change to the Multiple Sclerosis Association of America. So that's awesome. And next whoop, up, whoop. we want to take a trip. So keep donating to our show or spreading the word about our show so we can continue to produce good content for you and hopefully do another <coughs> inve- 
I'm so sorry. I was trying to hold it back, and then I felt my face, like, turning purple, and I had to let it out. Uh, hopefully do another investigation really soon. Yeah. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Keep It Weird Cast and our Facebook page, Keep It Weird. And obviously, if you want to donate to our show, it's www.patreon.com slash Keep It Weird Podcast. And subscribe to our YouTube page to be the first to see all of our This Weekend Weird videos. And join us next week as we sit down with my good friend Dakota and we talk about secret societies. I can't wait. Uh, Freemasons, the Illuminati, maybe we'll even talk about the timeless thriller, The Skulls, starring Joshua Jackson, Joshua Jackson, Joshua Jackson, and the late Paul Walker. Who knows? I think I watched The Skulls with you. There's so many things. Did you really? Mm -hmm. I'm almost positive. Did you love it? I really enjoyed it, yes. Mostly because of Paul Walker. Rest in peace. He was so cute. He was so cute. Everyone loved him. So, if you have a weird problem, we're here to solve it in in the the weirdest way possible. Keep it weird. Keep it weird. Keep it weird. You sound so nasally. (laughs) I know. I was listening to my voice the other day, and I was like, Joe, I have the worst voice in the world. And he was like, what? So I played the same, like, four words on a loop, and it was like, my mom said... (laughs) Sound check. Sound check. This one, is two, a sound one, check. Can you hear me eating my watermelon? You should do that every time you eat during the episode. Just chew as loud as you possibly can. And when I sip my coffee, I'll say. Mmm, <laughs> <sighs> watermelon so delicious. I'm also choked. It's fine. Too much slurping. All that's um, coming to my head is that Mary-Kate and Ashley sign off when they had their little detective show that was like, we'll solve any crime by dinner time. But I know that's not what we said. Were they They're the so babies rude. as well? Mm-hmm. They like, were? When they were like eight months old, they first came on the show. Oh and they're God. still ungrateful assholes. It's like, just well, come on like one episode and they just be probably like, didn't want we're to here, come. we're yeah. moving to New York, and then you never have to come on. Yeah, they probably didn't want to do it because they'd have to wear something aside from a trash bag. That's true. They do enjoy going out in public in trash bags. They'd be like, can we wear trash bags? And they'd be like, no, you have to no. dress like your character. No, thank no, you. No, thank you. I'm going to head out. Uh, I can't be there. Oh my gosh, that's so true. Anyways. Anywho. Anywho.